Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous. Up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. What the heck is going on here? It's the Boom DDT uh, Hell in the Cell uh, pre-show. Uh, it is Hell in the Cell. What'd you say? It is Hell in the Cell weekend. It's the pre. It's we're recording. Uh, let's see, two and a half hours before the show. Does it start that early? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Or no, it starts at seven central. Or no, is it seven eastern? I don't know. It's a special kickoff show. Yeah, uh, brought kickoff. to. It's a special kickoff show brought to you by the Boom Boys. <laughs> Boom Boys. <laughs> yeah, we had a little, some scheduling it issues, so here we are. We're we're on the eve, and we got a big show today. We do have a big show. We got a special Halloween edition of the Dollar Bin. Yes, uh, our resident film expert and milkman, uh, cream crematory Bork, is coming on. Uh, for a special Halloween edition of the Dollar Bin, a very special presentation. And uh, the, Eric, before you go any further, let me show you what October looks like out here in the Dirty D. Okay. We got a... Uh, snow again. Snowy snow snow. When, if you don't believe me, just turn on the Broncos Chiefs game. Cause it looks miserable out there. Is it snowing right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be. It started about 5 a.m. today, and it's gonna go all through the night. And tomorrow's gonna be even colder, single digits. Yeah, it's getting cold here too. Um, now I'm watching the Broncos Chiefs, Eric. And did you ever have the? Uh, did you ever have the fun luxury of getting to play JFL football in the snow? Um. I feel like I did. I definitely played in the rain. I feel like I had to have at some point. Yeah, I think I did. Cause that's a, it looks ap- absolutely miserable. I just saw Kelsey get tackled. 
and he's now now his whole front's just soaking wet and snow. Well, it's a man's game, Jeff. I know. I I'm aware <laughs> of that, but so is hockey. Got no time for that pussy shit. No, I don't know. You, it does. It's not as bad as it sounds because of the uh, adrenaline. But yeah, falling in the snow sucks. I was gonna say, I, but, I take one. I take one hit, go to the ground. I'll go to the side and be like, Coach, I need to go change my pants. Yeah. I'm too cold. My my, my little this. Bambi baby deer legs are trembling. Yeah. Here. I mean, just take it. Just falling would suck just once. Oh God! I'd be like, cold. I'd be like, oh. I'm good. No, I mean, there's under any circumstance. Can you imagine just jumping in the air right now and landing flat on, like, just landing on your body? You know what I mean? Just imagine oh. full extension and just landing on the ground, like we'd be done. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be it for the day for me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a hell of a day. Yeah, yeah that's that something that takes like a week to recover for me. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I jumped up and just fell on a body part. It's it's probably like 15 years or so. Probably the last time you took a stunner. You know, you don't jump for a stunner, Eric. Well, I don't know. I mean, some people really sell it. Shane McMahon jumps, I think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially after the stun is complete, then he's flying. Our, our friend Jay used to take a hell of a stunner. He, he would sell it. Oh yeah, you gotta sell the stunner. But yeah, that's uh, that's a cold ass day I got going on out here. Got work uh, shortly after this podcast, and then I'll be watching. I'll probably get some chili and cap it off with a nice hell in a cell with some warm ass chili with their red ass cell. Hell yeah! Where do you get your chili? Oh, I was just gonna make some. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty delicious. The time has come for chili, I think. Yeah, it is chili time. So you go with the oyster crackers, or what do you dress that with? Yeah, oyster crackers and cheese. Nice. Nice. Um, Never a little raw onion on there? I haven't done that. I mean, I only made chili once, and it was just like a combination of the recipes that you and Briggs sent me on the Instagram so it's nothing too creative. It's pretty by the book. Yeah, but still delicious. Oh, absolutely. I'm the kind of white trash guy that likes a hot dog and it's chili. Oh, man. Are you talking raw dog or what are you doing with that dog? Well, it's, I mean, dogs are already cooked, but no, it'll be hot. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, I'm I not know putting a cold. Cook, but, I mean, you, you don't want to cold wiener in your dog <laughs> you I mean, def- cold wiener and chili no definitely not the cold wiener and the chili um, that, that's I mean that's I, I wouldn't say that's white trash that's just midwestern classic Eric yeah you got extra meat in the chili Who yeah cares? as much meat as you can any kind yeah. of meat uh, like hearty yeah oh yeah good and hearty so yeah we got uh like I said, we got the dollar bin coming. We got a lot to cover here in this hour. We got fucking hell in the shell predictions because this is the pre-show. You can save that bullshit they're going to be putting on the WWE Network now. Yeah. I don't know who's on that. Peter Rosenberg. Jared King Lawler. Yeah. Come on. It's, it's really no comparison to what you'll get. The kind of information you're going to get here. Uh, Pale, Does Samoa Joe still make a kickoff show appearance? 
I don't know. Was he was he uh, on the Raw announce team this week? Yeah. Okay. Of course, the Raw announce team would fall apart without him. Yeah. What are you gonna have? Just Phillips. Byron and Phillips. Yeah. Not gonna happen. No, thank you. Uh. Let's so- let, let's talk some Raw though, Eric, because on top of the go home for Hell in a Cell, it was a season premiere. Yeah. Is that a real yeah. thing, or or is that all bullshit? Huh? Like, is 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 it interesting to you that the SmackDown season is at the same time as the Raw season, or is that a, a kayfabe detail? They are at the same time, aren't they? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Oh, no. I'm I'm just asking. I'm asking. Uh, the, the draft is a preview to the season premieres. Okay. So, like, SmackDown season premiere was last Friday. Okay. And Raw's was this Monday. So, like, right after the drafts. Okay. But, uh, uh SmackDown decided to just plow forward with the ACBC as if that's still a cool band in 2020. Are you ready? Are you Raw ready for a good turn? What'd you say? Raw flipped the script. Yeah, flipped the script. Yeah, they got a white guy rapping. They got a white guy rapping. <laughs> I love that dynamic. That shit makes... I make jokes about that every day in my head. It's so fun. Is it a white guy? Have we confirmed that? Oh, for sure. I can smell a white guy rapping. I got one of the keenest white guy rapper ears out in the land. That's true. I, I might be undefeated. But, uh... <laughs> Eric's been telling me... Oh no, that's a white guy. I'm like, really? <laughs> He's been telling me that since I was about yeah, fifteen. I can, oh, I can tell. I can smell it by the content. By what? I mean, everything. I know. I know how they rap. These white yeah. guys. And, uh, but it's just so funny to me because, like, you play some some black guys rapping at the job site, and people don't like it, and they're like, no. "Oh, hip hop sucks." No. Like, what is yeah, this crap? What's this rap crap. Yeah, and then like. They'll be listening to like Godsmack and like Five Finger Death Punch all day. Like the same playlist for the rest of their lives, you know. It's like 20 songs and they just keep going and going. And then all of a sudden you'll hear like Eminem on and they're jiving to that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? They like, of course they like Eminem. Lose yourself? <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta lose yourself in the moment. Yeah, they're jamming out to that. They don't like too much Eminem, but they like they like the hits. They like the certain just stuff. Play the hits, Marshall. Yeah, we were listening to the Metallica, uh, pl- like Spotify playlist or something. Oh lord! Because because uh, yeah, because we had a couple of older <laughs> older guys with us this weekend that probably didn't like the music we like, so we decided to play nice. And it's like yeah, there's some of Metallica's not bad. You know, it's not a bad listen. And uh, all of a sudden, some Eminem came on, and they're like, "They're like, what is this?" And I'm like, "This is this is this is the kind of rap white people like. If it's, it's yeah. it makes sense, it's on the Metallica playlist." <laughs> Snuck itself in. Yeah. yeah. So raw with the new theme. Like it's not a terrible song, but yeah, it's it's pretty classic. It's more. It's pretty classic, but uh, I mean, I. Trust me when I say it's better than ACDC. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm not going to get 
Well, I'm saying right now I'm not going to get super annoyed by it in a couple of weeks. We'll see in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, what was the last one? I was out there and it's like, it's 2801. You're taking all that you need. You want more. But you'll get nothing from me. You're like a burning a man with fucking wrestling rock. That song. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I just remember the opening uh, guitar part. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. that, I just start spacing out because you get Phillips just yammering a mile a minute. And I usually fast forward like the first. You can fast forward like the first four minutes of every Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. It's all fluff. I was working with a guy that was listening to a wrestling rock playlist, essentially. Like, I heard, like, six songs that WWE had used this year. Oh, my God. And finally, I was like, dude, you're listening to the wrestling rock playlist. Like, you got <laughs> you got them all. That song what, was on there. And like, what, a, what, 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 what did he put in? Like... I have no idea. What's the uh, algorithm for the wrestling rock? That's I, I have no idea, dude. There's this song. There's this song. that's like, and you cry like a bitch. Oh, did you heard that one? No, I haven't heard someone <laughs> cry like a bitch. Yeah, that's that's I like. Can't, can't say I've heard that. That's like. Uh, I don't know who the fuck sings it, but that's one of my. That's one of my favorite songs that I've heard. To make fun of in my head is you cry like a bitch. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. It might be Five Finger Death Puncher. This one drywaller that I work with here and there is super weird. He's one day he was like, and he talks like this too. He's like, five finger butt punch, and I just started gagging. I was like, that's good. That's good work right there. Five finger yeah. butt punch. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's clever, clever. Oh, so yeah, new theme from Raw. The white guy rapping, very universally accepted, Jeff. You don't yeah, you don't so, want to uh, you don't want to turn anybody off with some black guy acting all no, you powerful. Don't make it too ghetto. <laughs> this, was, this, is, this is a real ghetto show with the rap trap. Did you hear all the? Uh, I was proud to see that Run the Jewels and Big Sean dominated the NBA Finals. Did they? Yeah. I didn't watch enough finals to like hear any uh, Segway music. Yeah, lots around the jewels and a ton of Big Sean, which I'm also a big fan of him. Big Sean, huh? Big Sean, he's from I'm not, the. I'm not too familiar. He's from Detroit. Check him out. He's the new album was uh, Detroit Two came out around that time, and it's it's real good. I like him. D two. Yep, D two. Oh man, cool! I'll check that out for sure. So what the what the hell happened on Raw? I remember the Hurt Business. I had, they had some good stuff. Yeah, Hurt Business had a little, uh, had a little jazz. Um, Redemption had a flare up. Oh yeah, yeah. They were they're going toe to toe with the Fiend. Is that what's happening? Yeah. So the the Fiend uh, got interrupted by Redemption when he's trying to enter, and then Redemption tries storming the ring on the Fiend and Alexa Bliss, and this is just. The Fiend and Alexa just basically summarized how I feel about Redemption. As Redemption's swarming the ring, Alexa's just staring completely past them. 
She yeah. doesn't give a shit. She doesn't care. Well, Athena's too, but you can really you can see Alexa's facial yeah. expressions, and she's she's not impressed. She's not even looking. Yeah. And they escape. You know, they cut the lights and escape. They they. And then the team comes back out. later and just kicks the shit out of Redemption. Yeah. Yeah, Alexis, I love Alexis. I love this character she's doing right now. She's doing it great. <clears throat> I was originally against it, but uh, I, I i mean, you need a top dog woman if you're going to have this uh, compelling of a character, I believe. So I, 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 I'm turning. I'm for Alexa. Even though yeah. I prefer face Alexa, I, I'm down with this character. Uh, so did you, know, did you catch that Mustafa Ali... Confirmed that he was the hacker. Yes, I was waiting for uh, actual confirmation on this. Mustafa Ali confirmed that he he wasn't the hacker, Eric. That's Go back f- and look at the footage. Does that look like Ali's stature? No, they just did some fucking bullshit silhouette in there. Yeah. I don't it, know what they did. It's like when Rikishi ran over Stoke Cold. Like, no, I looked at the footage. That wasn't Rikishi in the driver's seat. No, no. <laughs> Did he run him over? Like, do you remember that? Like when he, uh, when he finally comes back to get redemption and he like, he's literally drinking, he throws Rikishi in the back of the truck and hauls ass out of there and then he's going to attempt to run him over. Do you remember if he gets to run him over or what happened? Stone Cold tries to run the quiche over? Yeah. The quiche. I don't think that ever happened. No, I think so. I, could you see Rikishi's big ass getting thrown under the hood of a car? <laughs> Especially a pickup? Because yeah. you know, you, you know uh, Stone Cold wasn't driving a sedan. Yeah. You're saying it would it would stop him like a door stop? <laughs> yeah. Like he couldn't get over the Rikishi lump. Yeah. The, the, the hood <laughs> of Stone Cold's pickup truck would just be barreling into the quiche's fat ass. Yeah. I like calling him the quiche. <laughs> Yeah, dude. God, that sounds good. All right, so so Mustafa Ali was the uh, was the hacker. I hate how the redemption uh, slinks around the ring like they do that thing. Like it's almost like somebody was like, "Yeah, okay, here's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna act like we're in a uh, we're act like we're performing at a haunted house in uh, Clinton, Illinois." <laughs> that's what that's what we're gonna do you know what I mean they do that little the schlink around yeah like sp- it's, a spooky it's, schlink it's reminiscent of um I'm drawing a blank on the name Rollins and Roman and Ambrose the, the shield. shield yeah it's reminiscent of the shield but less intimidating because they're like cruising around as if they're a biker gang and they're not oh no I'm talking about how they're like when they're in the ring especially Dio Madden the the dude with the dreads that's kind of supposed to look like Predator, I think. Yeah. Uh, they're like sh- slinking around, like acting spooky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but they're doing this with Bray and Alexa. Yeah. And they weren't actually touching them, but they're like, Ooh. yeah. Like, they're being Dementors from Harry Potter. Exactly. It's kind of slinking and creeping. It's terrible, and I. It's also terrible when they come in and they just tap. Like, they just slap the announce table. Like, that's impressive. Or the apron. Yeah. They'll get to slapping the apron like it's raw underground. 
I just wish Samoa Joe was because this is or no, this is on Raw, isn't it? Yeah. Why doesn't Samoa Joe just like I swear to God if somebody touches my table again, like I wish he wasn't scared of him at all. That would make it a lot better because like whenever Joe has done any sort of like I'm gonna go back into my wrestling character type of role or like I'm gonna stick up for these announcers. Yeah. Yo, it's it's the most badass thing ever. Yeah. Like who's not for Joe in that situation? Yeah. I wish he would just not be scared of him. I, I I half wish he would come back and wrestle every now and again. He's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He's so good on the announcer, though, too. I don't know. He is. He's good at both. He is. I think uh, eventually Dolph might be stepping into announcer role. He's trying to dip his toes in there every now and again. Yeah. It hasn't shown me. He hasn't impressed me too much yet. No, he's kind of the run of the mill guy, but he could, he could definitely have some Uncle Jerry ish to him later on in life. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he hits that point of his career, he could definitely just be, oh, I'm the I'm the horny old Hall of Famer, and I'm here for the ladies. Yeah. Uh, what else? The the hurt business beat the shit out of uh, Titus O'Neil. That was awesome. I kind I was hoping that he would actually uh, join them. I mean, I I wouldn't mind. Like I like Titus O'Neil. I'm I'm okay with that, but his character doesn't fit. He's too much of a good guy. Yeah, and he's basically, I mean, he's stepped into Mark Henry PR role, essentially, yeah, he, of WWE. Oh, yeah. Big Show, Mark Henry role. Yeah, I'd say him and Big Show are hitting the hospitals. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're doing everything. They're handing out belts for Connor's Cure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which, I mean, you can't knock him for. That's great. No, no. Good no. for them. Yeah, it's... it's and it, that doesn't align with the Hurt Business... No. The only thing that aligned was the suits. I'm like, well, he does have that going for him. <laughs> yeah. He makes yeah. a good point. He is dressed well. Yeah. What about the what about that giant guy that was with AJ Styles? Oh, uh Davicato? Or no. what was it? No, uh Jordan. Let's just call him Jordan. Yeah. I can't announce I can't pronounce his last name yet. That was the dude from the Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh, outside of the uh, uh, yeah security from Raw Underground yeah the big dog that Shane McMahon made hold open the door for him right seven foot three sweet Jesus yeah like if if Carl Malone actually got serious about wrestling back in the WCW days this would be (laughs) maybe what he'd look like on his best like this guy is a tower yeah he's huge which is kind of scary because it's hard to wrestle at that size. 
Oh yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what it'll look like when he actually starts, but he looks pretty athletic. And Big Show was pretty big. Big Show wasn't as tall as him, but he he was a good wrestler. Kali was probably as tall as tall as him, but Kali. Yeah. This guy looks not as stiff as the great Kali. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I I have confidence he'll be better wrestler than great Kali. Still stiff. Still very. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's seven foot three, man. That's a, that's a. A lot of a lot of weight to be carrying around. Braun's gonna scoop slam him eventually, and uh, Tom Phillips is gonna just like jizz in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna. Did you see him pick that big man up? Yeah. Oh, Braun Strowman will definitely do that. But oh uh, yeah, Bra- Braun or yeah, what one of those guys? But yeah, I thought I thought that was cool. I actually liked that a lot. I think that's good for AJ. I was gonna say, do you like him being with AJ? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. So far, I do. I think I think it'll be cool have a little, have have a heater with him. Now, in this match, it was just a job AJ versus Riddle. Right. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a job, but like with Jordan at ringside, like I mean, that's that's quite the distraction. Yeah. So, it was. Yeah, the match was. What you're saying is the match was really there to showcase this Jordan guy. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a contested match. It wasn't quite a job, but no. Uh, with Jordan at ringside, like that's all you're focusing on, and yeah, that dominated. But do you see AJ like getting in the main title squeeze? Like that—that's what I'm hoping for. Is this guy AJ with Jordan goes after DMac eventually? Yeah. I think that'd be a nice, uh, nice storyline. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could always be in the. Yeah, I think that'd be good. But I don't know about D-Mac, Jeff. After, oh, really? I don't know. He's got to lose at some point here. This is getting ridiculous. Not the, yeah, not, not the, we've been saying that about Bailey, and here she is. Yeah. His run's not ridiculous. It's just the fact that he's had so many matches with Randy Orton and winning oh, yeah. them all. Like, I'm fine with him staying champ, but the fact that this is his third match with Randy Orton, I, I don't know. Hard to see him lose three times in a row. That's true, but Eric, it's hell in a cell. It is. All bets are off. Uh, now, or- Orton is not defeated in hell. Uh, he's not undefeated in hell in a cell, is he? I don't think so. He, he was touting his resume on this Raw, but he was just saying like who he's played against. He wasn't really saying who he's beaten. Did I say who he played against? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we're five. Yeah. <laughs> That Seth Rollins playing against Roman Reigns. Yeah. So what what did Orton do? He he cut a promo inside the Hell in the Cell to finish out the show, right? Uh yeah, we got a cliffhanger ending on this. He was inside the Oh yeah, it was weird. Cell cutting that promo, giving his touting his resume about all the people he's faced in the cell. Which I think did they say he's uh, had six cell matches? I think so. Okay. Uh and then he's like taunting D-Mac. So D-Mac comes out and Orton's like right up against the door, which is uh, chained shut, locked shut, bro. And he's just like, how are you going to get to me, D-Mac? I'm right here. And D-Mac must have uh, talked to the maintenance guy at uh, the Thunderdome because he had a secret stash of uh, bolt cutters, Eric. Yeah, he was ready. He just whipped them out right there. 
for yeah. your convenience. And or- Orton looked like he shit a brick. And we get D-Mac clipping open the bolt cutters and opening the door and entering. And then, boom, that's it. Yeah. The classic absolute air cliffhanger. I, I love it. I, I love the cliffhanger. I like the cliffhanger, but what a weird... It was it was weird for this one. Like on a normal raw, I, I would have liked a lot better. But now it's like, it's just weird to me. I don't know. It's like well, what? On a go home show like that, yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, but maybe I mean whatever. I I, I like the raw actually. I liked wrestling a lot this week actually. So I'm no, not... it's a good week of wrestling for sure. Yeah, so I'm not hating. Uh, was there anything else before we go to SmackDown? We got to keep it moving here. Was there anything else important? Um. Oh yes, Elias's concert, Eric. Oh yeah. Uh, he debuts Amen. Yeah. Which for all you young guitarists out there, it's a one four one five one chord progression. You've heard it plenty of times before. Yeah. Go ahead and get your guitar out. It's in the key of A. You can learn it by the time he's done playing the song. Real simple song. Play yeah. along with Elias. Yeah, I mean, but it it's like he is a very he's a real simple musician, you know. So. I, I was I was hoping after the uh, after the hiatus he would come back with something a little more complex, but he went back to the simple roots. His solo wasn't bad though. I did not focus. I was I was not paying. I was more focused on uh, learning the song at that point. About but, a minute, yeah. I'm like, this is real easy. Let me bust mm-hmm. out the mandolin and see if I can wrap this up for him yeah it wasn't so I, was just, I was jamming with Elias hell yeah it wasn't like a, I'm not telling you it was a, like an awesome solo but all I'm saying is it was clean and it was oh, yeah. it was fine like some pentatonics I'm just saying like for a guy who's not really who isn't a real musician he's alright oh yeah but <laughs> Eric the Jeff Hardy Showed you what yeah. Guitar Center shows you every single December. Yeah. And that's that uh, if you put that distortion on that bitch, you can shred. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that he was shredding. Or was the... So, so for, the, for the audience, uh, af, after uh, a, uh, Amen debuted by Elias on his next album dropping this next week, uh, he's, he wanted to do an encore. And all of a sudden, he had a rogue guitarist who started shredding. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing? This is my show. This is time for Elias. And the hooded guitarist turns around, unmasks himself, and ends up being Jeff Hardy. He takes an axe swing. I, Shit. Jeff Jarrett wanted that axe swing to connect. Yeah. Yeah, it would probably would have killed him if it would have hit him. It, it probably would have killed him. <laughs> Yeah, the difference not... between Jeff, Her- Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy is Jeff Jarrett using acoustic. Yeah. Much safer. Oh, yeah. But no, I don't think he was shredding. I think it was all a ruse. I think it was TV. Because uh, he, he was turned around, you know. I don't... I can't... Oh, you, you, gotta, you ever seen Tom Morelli? You gotta be turned around <laughs> for the amp for uh, feedback, bro. Yeah, but no, I, I don't think... I don't know, Jeff. I don't think you can play the guitar that well. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a stick up for Hardy. I've been seeing him playing guitar since 2004. I'm gonna say that he was shredding. What is he good? I mean, he, he knows his stuff. He's Chris Jarrett. I, 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 I don't know about enough about his music to say he's good, but I've been <laughs> hearing him play some 
more complex chords than Elias has since 2004. Is he like? Is he better than? Is he better than Chris Jericho at rock and roll? Well, Chris Jericho's <laughs> a front man, so. <laughs> but he he is Y2J. He's the oh, king man. of he is the king of wrestling. I, rock. I don't know if you can. <laughs> The, the the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I'd put Jeff Hardy up in that category. No, yet, you really you I can't. Tell you that he shreds. You cannot, and you, you, nobody's going to dress as good as Jericho either on stage. He's no. gonna, he's going to look great. It's it's the full package, Jeff. It's not just about the music. Clearly, with Chris Jericho, he's a showman. It's true. Uh, would you ever be open to seeing a WWE band? Not not like corny, like, hey, we're WWE and we're going to rock out tonight. I just want to see, like, hey, are there some musicians within WWE that, like, play, or are they all just guitars? Like, do we have a drummer and a bassist? <laughs> yeah. Like, can, can we start a, a band of wrestlers? Yeah, I wish like, we could. Without the cheese. I wish we could. I mean, they kind of did. Like, when Fozzie started, it was uh, Jericho and uh, Shane Helms. Hurricane Helms? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. And maybe even one other guy uh, that used to run with them boys. Who else was with them boys? Like, Shane Helms, uh, especially in WCW, there was a blonde-haired guy he always wrestled with. You know what I'm talking about? No, you got in the WCW waters, and I, I, I get lost easily. I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, what is that? That's got it. That's about it. That, for that's, Raw. that's about it from, uh, from raw, uh, Schmackdown was a good one as well this week. Um, did you care? What did you feel about, uh, um, what was it called? What was law it? And Otis? Yeah. Law, law and Otis. How'd you feel about law and Otis? Uh, a bit over the top, but perfect for a recurring segment to help keep the show going. I was going to say, I loved it. I don't care. I like that stupid shit. I, it- I'm glad that they brought back, uh, the APA. I do wish, uh, JBL was wearing the APA shirt as well. Yeah. I know. It was weird that, um, Simmons was the only one that had it. Yeah. And they also had. I mean, t- he's, a ba- he's a bailiff. He's a protector. Yeah, that's true. APA protection. That's true. And then they had Teddy Long as stenographer. I don't know if you caught yeah. that. That was pretty sick. Yeah. No, I thought the old like yeah, it was it was over the top and but it was funny. I mean, the Miz made it funny when he was like when he slammed his hand on the thing and said just just answer the question. Like he looks ridiculous. <laughs> It is so overacted. Like, it looks like something we would have made in seventh grade. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which, like, did you catch Jericho on the Levitard show this week? No, he was on Levitard? Yeah, he was talking about that because they did that uh, dinner debonair or whatever it was. Like, Jericho had a cool segment on AEW. Uh, and, uh,. He was talking about how, like, when you shoot stuff for wrestling, it's like guerrilla filmmaking. Like, it's like what we used to do. Yeah, like, I could totally see that. Like, he was... Now, you, you're, throwing a lot, you're throwing around a lot of theater jargon. Can you explain? Just, like, uh, 
debonair or grill. I don't know what the fu- I have no idea what he meant by dinner debonair. That's just what it was called. Okay. <laughs> like basically, what happened is they had him and MJF had a dinner, and apparently, like a uh, it, it breaks in <laughs> it breaks into. Like, you know how you're watching a musical and all of a sudden they're singing and it's like not explained? Okay. It's just gotcha. like, yeah, it's just part of the, so they did that, which I thought oh was, my God. which I thought was cool. I mean, it's like, I, I never, I don't think that's ever been done in wrestling. Like you, you see a dinner and what do you expect? A food fight, right? Absolutely. Like these, somebody's going to throw the steak at the other guy and then they're going to go crazy and beat each other up in the restaurant. Yeah. That's what's what you expect, and this time you get like a musical performance. I mean, that's pretty funny. I don't know how I I still haven't yeah, got that's you. Funny, but if I'm in the wrestling context, like you said, I want a food fight. So if there yeah. wasn't a food fight afterwards, it's all for naught. Yeah, it's hard. It, it's hard to pull off, but Jericho is. He's you know he's he's good at this stuff. Oh yeah. So I I'm think, not going to put it past Jericho for sure. No. So anyway, they were. He was talking about how like. Like, he was like, yeah, I mean, if you would have been on set for a movie to film this scene, it probably would have taken three days and blah, blah, blah. He's like, but it's wrestling, man. It's like, you just, you rehearse for like a half an hour and then you film it. So it's kind of yeah. like how we used to make our stupid movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, just a bunch of one takes and then <laughs> yeah. see how it turned out. Yeah, so like, that's how I'm, how I'm sure Law and Otis was made as well, so. But, oh yeah, they they definitely didn't do multiple takes of JBL getting bribed. You could tell that was one take. Yeah, I love how he just opened the thing and the way they insinuated the money was just a ka-ching sound. Yeah, ka-ching. ka-ching. Was, <laughs> yeah. Acting like he just farted or something, just giggling to himself. Yeah, so the, the they were debating on who deserves the uh, money in the bank contract, Miz or Otis, and originally JBL was going to rule in the favor of Otis because he won it, like it's obvious. But then the yeah. Miz, but then the Miz uh, bribed him with a suitcase full of cash. <laughs> blatantly <laughs> blatantly bribed him in a court of law. Yeah. It was amazing. So uh so JBL favors or rules in favor of the Miz. So now we get the Miz versus Otis at Money in the Bank coming up here in a couple hours. And winner gets the briefcase, which is kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of dumb, but then again, it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Otis in that briefcase, so I don't know, man. I, I really, I don't know who to pick in that match, honestly. I mean, we'll, we'll get into those weeks, but I, I don't really see, like, I'm glad for this because I've been complaining about Otis having the briefcase since he got the briefcase. Well, he hasn't done anything. This is your way of scraping it off of him to someone a little more uh, toutable as yeah. a briefcase holder, like something that, someone that could be intimidating or just at least a peasant. Yeah. Not a, pe- uh, a pest. A pest, yes, not a peasant. Yeah. No, I agree. It's the pest of the champ. He could just swarm around DMAC be like, hey, I got that, I got that briefcase. Got that briefcase. Yeah, because Otis right now isn't... But he's he's never been the pest. No, but hats off to those boys. I I thought that was I liked that segment. I liked I give Law and Oda, Otis a thumbs up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, also good to see Tucker reunited with Otis in one form or another. Just at least show us that you know Tucker's got some quality. He came out and did his thing on Raw too. 
Yeah. Like, he can talk. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Because everyone looks to Otis. Otis is a class clown. He's over here juggling and everything and yeah. making uh, balloon animals. And Tucker's just a straight man. And that's yeah. got to be underappreciated. So I'm glad to see maybe Heavy Machinery isn't dead. Or at least maybe Tucker's not getting the boot. Yeah. Well, I think what you noticed this week, or at least what I noticed, was like all of a sudden all these people are... In, in a part of the show. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was what was so annoying about the beginning of the pandemic. Like, there was only, like, four... Like, there was so much of the same people over and over and over. Yeah. And, like, you're looking at Raw and SmackDown this weekend. There was a ton of people featured. Yeah. It was, it was basically <laughs> back to normal. Yeah, I mean, you got Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, that whole thing happened. Uh, which is funny. Is Daniel Bryan going to be a, a GM again? Or why are we talking about what needs to happen to SmackDown? I don't think he was talking about what needs to happen with SmackDown. I think he's uh, getting back into the IC title picture. I'm fairly certain him and Sami Zayn are going to have a IC title feud. Good. I'm cool with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, uh, on the start of SmackDown, Bryan came out on the KO show, and he said, you know, my vision, I would like to see, he, he, he got stoned before he came out, he's like, man, you know, it'd be cool, so if we had the IC title, defended weekly, here on SmackDown, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, KO didn't have any qualms with that, he's just like, yeah, sure, I guess we're buddies and stuff, but <laughs> later on, Sami Zayn's like, you know what, I don't, I don't share your vision, and I, I'd appreciate if you just keep your nose out of my business. So, yeah, there's a rift form in there. Yeah, which is good. That's a good one. Uh, but, Zane and Brian, yeah, that'd be a great match. But I, I did have to fantasy book, because when he started saying, when Kevin Owens pitched the idea that him and Daniel Bryan would be a good tag team, I was like, no, you just need to go back to, uh, like, I know they've done it before, but, like, I don't know, man. KO and, KO and Sami Zayn, like, after this title run fizzles out I love them as a tag team I mean not not even a tag team but just a stable a yeah. heel stable yeah There's like so- I don't want to see them winning the Smackdown tag team championship for instance but I would love to see them at ringside for each other matches bit just pestering the uh, opponents yeah they're great they're, so, they're such smart asses I love it yeah Insane with the beard. He's got a Santa Claus quality to him. He's going to be real obnoxious over the holidays. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else besides the big dog? I mean, there was, but nothing really that great. Those are my highlights. I'd like to uh, welcome back to reality Chad Gable. Yep, he's back. Got stomped (laughs) out by that dingus Lars Sullivan. I mean... Well, did Vince, are, are, are we going with the fact that Vince uh, forced this Shorty G character, or the powers that be forced this Shorty G character on Gable? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that makes sense. Because at first they, they had it as like him being like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stand up for all short people. I'm going by Shorty G. Yeah. I'm like, really? After... X amount of years you've been in the business, now you're just gonna 
start leaning into the fact that you're short. Yeah, yeah. Because you came up with this on your own word. Yeah. Because at the end of this, he he denounces it, right? He becomes Chad Gable again. Yeah. After after Lars Sullivan jobs him, he's like, I quit. And then Pierce uh, finds him in the back. He's like, What are you talking about? You quit. He's like, I'm not going by Shorty G. I'm not. I'm not doing this happy-go-lucky dance for you all anymore. So I don't know if he's turning heel, but he's definitely just being Gable again, which, I mean, here at the Boom DDT podcast, we've been advocating since day one. I know. he needs. To, I wish Jason Jordan would come back. I, they were they were a fine tag team. Oh, I forgot about Jason Jordan. I was trying to remember who his tag team partner was, but all I could think of was Sheldon Benjamin. Yeah. No, they were they were straight. Yeah. They. I mean... They need tag teams. That would, I'd be fine with that. But that's absolutely. I don't yeah, know. Back Jason Jordan. I think he's he had like a major injury, so I think it was. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support, and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Like, I don't know. I'd have to, I'll have to look that up. I don't know if he'll ever be back. What was their tag team name? Um, man, I don't know. They were uh, they were reminiscent of uh, who Benjamin the... Haas. <laughs> yeah, they were very reminiscent of them. Yeah, the white black man American Gladiator esque. Yeah, tag team. Exactly, that's exactly. But they were they were good. I mean, I like watching Gable wrestle. He's he's good. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just his corny little uh, when he started get the neon pants and the G. On the back, that looked a little too much like Cass and Enzo and Carmella. Yeah, where is Carmella? Was uh, it... She's on SmackDown, I thought, but I, I didn't see her at all. They'll, they'll debut her, Eric. That's whack. Yeah, we need Mella back in the in our lives. She'll get back in. I, I, no, I guess she's on Raw, just because on Raw you had Asuka easily swarming over Lana in a title match and I don't think Oscar's got anything planned for Hell in a Cell. Um, no. Nope. Okay. So yeah, they're, they're just burying that and clearing out the IC title picture. <laughs> There's a pick six for the Denver Broncos! Should be thrown in the snow! I'm sorry, I got the football <laughs> game on in the background. It looks more exciting than seeing pick six. Did the Bears already play? No, they play tomorrow night. Oh yeah, they play the Rams. I made a couple of risky, risky moves to this week in fantasy because I desperately need a win, and I don't know if they'll pay off. 
There's risky moves all over the board, Eric. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a huge bye week. People yeah. are getting COVID. Schedules are getting mixed around like it's no one's business. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, but Roman Reigns, <laughs> Jeff, come on. Let's, huh? I said Roman Reigns, though. Oh, yeah. This some... I, I wish I looked up my theater term so I could tell you the term for right before the big scene. Because that's what the theater we got last night was. I loved how that little wiener went to the back and was like knocking all over the door like he was the goddamn police. And uh, Paul Heyman opened the door. He's like, you're a little aggressive with that knock. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that part. I just heard him say like, the tribal chief determines when it's time. Yeah, which is awesome. I love that too. I love people are so wrong about Heyman. Everybody wants him to talk more and everything. I'm like, no, he's perfect. Just being an asshole in the background. Yeah. Like, Reigns, is, Reigns can talk. This isn't Lesnar. Exactly. Like, we don't... It's fine. Just shut up. These fucking wrestling people, man. They never stop complaining. This is the best thing that WWE's done in a long time. Just shut up and watch it. Okay? <laughs> shut your trap. <laughs> You're at the theater... Shut up and keep your comments to yourself. Yeah. Uh, As we sit here with a season three of a wrestling yeah, podcast. Yeah. But respect the tribal chief is all we're saying. Yeah. Or, you know, as Roman, basically, his segment was to say, hey, well, it starts out with uh, what is supposed to be Jey Uso wearing a uh, bandana over his mouth, talking to Roman. Uh, and then he reveals that it's actually Jimmy. And he, he, it's all the ruse to get Jay the jump on Roman Reigns in the ring. Yep. And, uh, oh yeah. Justin Herbert just scored a touchdown. Uh oh. I'm playing Justin Herbert this week, Jeff. That's how dark it's gotten. Uh, I mean, it's, do what you can. Yeah. He's, 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 he's done good so far, I guess. I don't know that fool, though. No. Anyway, uh,. So Jey Uso gets the jump on Roman in the ring, and they kind of go back and forth uh, with a couple of a super kick and this and that. And uh, Jey Uso ends up standing tall, but as as they're walking away, Roman picks up the mic and unveil un, uh, reveals that the consequences are that if Uso quits during this match tonight, he's out of the family. Excommunicated. Yes. Jay. Jimmy Uso, His their fi- wives, yeah. their kids, fuck them. all excommunicated from the tribal family. Yeah, fuck them all. You're all done. So, I'm a little interested to see... It was a good segment, too. Another good one. Yeah. Like, Jey uh, Uso is killing it, man. Yeah, they're, they're both killing it. Especially at the end, where uh, the cell's lowered, so Roman's inside, just kind of doing what Randy did. Not really taunting, but just standing there looking badass and swole. Yeah. And Jay decides to start climbing. I'm like, climb all the way up. Please climb all the way up. Yeah. He didn't climb all the way up, but still the fact that he's climbing. That could be a preview, Eric. Yeah, you like the we fact that he's climbing. We could see yeah. a so going up high. I hope so. I really hope so, too. Yeah, so another good segment. The segment of the week for me. Just because this is the story of of the year so far for me. In a, yeah. in a year that's easy, I mean, you know, it's a pandemic year, so we're not saying a whole lot, but this is the best we've seen. Yeah, 
absolutely. <clears throat> uh, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, we'll, we'll 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 get to the our thoughts on how this match goes down in our prediction show. But uh, I think that's about all from the week that was. And we got we got a dollar bin that we got to do, Eric. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to give Bird a call. All right, let, let, let me get his milky ass on out of here. Yeah, get go ahead and do that. Um, you cry like a bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. Five finger butt punch, Eric. Yep, I'm gonna let me see if I can figure this out. Cry. You cry like a bitch. Is he on there? We're we're dialing him up. Hello, Bork. Are you home? Oh, we're waiting. Oh my god, let me try this, Jeff. What? Let me see if this is the song I was talking about. For $5, you could upgrade to the Sparkly Sprinkle Pack on Cupcake Conquest. Sparkly Cupcakes. You hearing that? Oh yeah. I don't Fucking know. metal, bro. I don't know if it's it or not. And it's got a, this is set to a montage of UFC shit. Huh? What's up, Bork? Listen to this shit. The boys. Yeah, this is it. Hold on, can you hear this, Bork? You cry like a bitch. Oh my god. This is what you listen to at work, Eric? Yeah. Have you ever heard that song, Bork? No, who is that? That's Godsmack. You cry like a bitch. Oh, okay. The newer Godsmack? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I heard this song. I've been hearing this one guy at work around loves that song. I've been hearing it and just laughing my ass off. You will cry like a bitch. Oh God. Well, uh, welcome to the show, Bork. We're doing a special Halloween uh, dollar bin, are we not? Thank you, boys. Yeah, because this is a newer movie, and this doesn't really belong in the dollar bin, but... No. It's a must-watch. Yeah, we're, we're, we're branching out for Halloween. It's a Halloween special. So, what are we doing this week? Uh, this week's movie was Cabin in the Woods... It's a horror movie from, I think it came out in 2012, but it was a horror movie that was made like in 2009 and was shelved for a few years and then was bought by Lionsgate. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. And it's written by uh, Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon and is directed by Drew Goddard. I think it was his first movie too. Okay. So we, so that's a new guy. We don't know about him. No, yeah, I think he's like a writer and producer on a lot of TV and movies. But like I think this is his first like uh directorial debut. Okay, yeah, he was a writer on some Buffy the Vampire Slayer shit. Yeah, so I think he's like had a working relationship with Joss Whedon cuz that's who that's like the other co-creator of that show. Okay. And he's like the guy who did like the Avengers and stuff like that. Okay. 
But uh, Cabin in the Woods is a horror movie. What's a little short thing here? Oh, five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Okay. That's not much of a preview. That's yeah. not give you much. Yeah, give, give the audience a breakdown of this plot, Bork. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's basically two stories that start out at the beginning. You see, like, this very corporate, office-like workplace with these two funny, like, tech guys. And they're in their 50s. They're, like, older guys. And uh, it's just very <laughs> mundane office talk. And you don't really know what they're about. And then all of a sudden it cuts to, like, a typical horror opening where it's all the teens getting ready for the road trip. So how many how many are going to start like that? Millions. I think all of them. They all do. Hey, you ready to go? Yeah, there's always a hot blonde, and then there's always a white guy who wears like a letterman's jacket, and there's always a black guy. Let's be clear. Oh yeah, and just a spoiler for future. Like this is just a movie that like makes fun of all the horror tropes and includes everything. Yeah, Yeah. supposed to be a wink and a nod at the audience. You're like, oh, they they got it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Describes as a comedy slash horror. A comedy, yeah. Which there are funny moments. Uh, I think the funniest character of the whole movie, of course, is obviously the stoner character, Marty. Oh yeah, yeah. because he's like the audience POV. Like he's the one who doesn't fall for anything, and he's the one who realizes there's like a fishy conspiracy going on. He jumping ahead, but like. What happens is these five teens hit the road. They go to this guy's like cousin's house, like in the middle of the woods, and the it's basically it's basically just the Evil Dead house. It looks just like it. It looks awesome. Yeah. And they go there, and all of a sudden, like weird stuff starts happening. Like they're like suggested into do things and to like grab things, and basically Explore. you find out. Uh, from the corporate guys that it's like a ritual that America does to keep these ancient gods happy and what they have to do is sacrifice these teens and they basically do it just doing any kind of horror scenario but the teens have to choose it so they go into the cellar full of all these items and whatever item they pick up like that's the horror thing that's going to attack them like later in the movie yeah and basically they go for like uh they all have different items. They're all drawn to different things, but they go with the main girl, Dana. She picks up a journal and it's like a redneck zombie, like evil dead type horror movie, like just mutant zombies that won't die. And so then like the middle of the movie is them escaping that. Like they're escaping the cabin in the woods and everyone's dying off. And meanwhile, on the corporate side, you find out that everything's going to plan, that these guys are orchestrating everything, and, like, they're sacrificing one by one these teens to appease, like, these ancient gods through, like, some weird underground mechanism with, like, blood and shit. I I thought um, the office workers explaining the ancient gods and the sacrificing was, like one of the bigger parts of it being comedic. Like, they're just acting like, oh, yeah, it's no big thing. This is what we do. We just, we got to sacrifice a couple of teens. You got to save the virgin, but yeah, sacrifice the teens. Yeah. 
Yeah, because one of the office workers is like a newer security guard, and he's kind of like unsure of everything. Everyone's like, oh, you get used to it. It's kind of graphic, and it sucks, but, I mean, we kind of have to do it kind of thing. It's got to be done. And one of the guys is uh, Eric from Billy Madison, we must mention. Uh, one of the two main office workers. Yeah, who do I have here? It's, uh, and the other guy's Richard Jenkins from, like, yeah. Step Brothers. He's, he's great, too. Like, those two guys together are awesome. Yeah, that was a, that was good good casting for sure. What, do, do we recognize any of the... I'm trying to remember because I didn't get a chance to review this, but I've seen it plenty of times. But I can't remember, like, did you recognize any of the teens? Yeah, for the teens, there's a bunch of, like, uh, TV actors, but the one standout is uh, Chris Hemsworth, who plays, like, Thor. And he's, like, a big actor nowadays, but he was, like, an Australian TV actor, and, like, this is one of one of his first movies. And then he got cast, like, for Red Dawn and, like, Thor after, like, huh. this movie. I'm gonna go look at him. I don't know. So is it the white guy with the Letterman's jacket? Oh, yeah, it's the jock. Okay, yeah, I do. Yeah, he did look familiar. Okay. Yeah, the story, there's five teens. Dana is, like, this uh, redheaded, like, the innocent one. She plays the virgin. There's Jules, and they, it's kind of, I mean, they call her the whore. I didn't want to call her the whore, but she's, like, the promiscuous one. And she's the one that always dies first in the ritual. She's the one that uh, makes out with the wolf. Yeah, she's the blonde one. Yeah, that's a fu- that's a funny scene. And then, yeah, Chris Hemsworth plays Kurt, the athlete, like the jock, okay. the muscle head. Yeah, I got eyes on him. I definitely recognize him. Yeah, Marty plays the fool, and he's just your classic stoner, which is a great character. I mean, good for 2009. Yeah. And then the fifth guy's like a new guy that comes to the college, but his name's like Holden. He's supposed to be like the brains or the scholar, but he's just like another jock with like abs. And Is that the black guy? Yeah, he wears glasses, so he's supposed to be smart. Oh, okay. That's that little trick. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm intelligent. Yeah. I know Latin. Uh, yeah, I know Latin. Brad- Dead language, but I know it. Bradley Whitford is Eric from Billy Madison's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he plays Hadley, and then Richard Jenkins plays Sitterson. Bradley. Brad. I could see him being a Brad. Oh yeah, they had, they had good moments. I like the moment when one of the actors in the reality situation, like the creepy gas station attendant, calls to confirm that the kids <laughs> are away, and it's like a whole speakerphone gag where he's like trying to be dramatic and then gets embarrassed. He's on speakerphone. Yeah, and the two guys are just laughing at him like a fucking jackass. Yeah. Oh yeah, they try to get gas, and there's like some redneck like classic redneck crazy guy at the gas oh, yeah. station like yeah, every like, I won't go down that road you're gonna die if you go yeah. down that road got a guy yeah. yeah we've all seen that guy like fuck you old man we're getting drunk yeah. fuck you yeah I'm trying to get drunk and get some pussy old man see you yeah. later and they're in like in an RV or what's their vehicle is the absent camper Hell yeah they yeah. kept calling it a van but it's like a rambler yeah it's like a uh the old mobile home. Hell yeah. I think yeah. it's supposed to be like an homage to like the Hills Have Eyes vehicle. Yeah. Because yeah, throughout this movie you'll just see a lot of like hints and tips to like all the horror movies and things look like other movies. Now, are there boobs in this movie at the beginning? Yeah. When the people start dying, I think you I think the blonde 
the blonde girl has like a topless scene and then she dies. You have to. Yeah, because the uh, corporate guys are talking about it. It's like, you, you, got, you got to have it. It's for the audience. Yeah, you really do. I, you cannot make a horror movie without the topless scene. Yeah, they, they, like, they're not the only ones watching and think that the, the ancient gods like to see that kind of thing in the ritual. <laughs> so let's talk about the finish for the audience. Who who is it the stoner, right? And the one of the chicks that winds up making it to the end? The, the virgin and the stoner. Yeah, Marty and uh, you said Dana. Dana, yeah, the Virgin and the Fool survive. Okay, so they they ended up going like they find the place right and go down in the elevator. Yeah, yeah they find an elevator hatch and manage to like hot wire it and go down into the cells, and that's when they discover that like this place just houses all these. Um, well, we think in our reality is like imaginary monsters, but you find out these things are real. And there's, like, one of everything, like an evil clown, there's a werewolf, there's, like, ancient serpents, like, giant snakes yeah, and shit. A, a dragons. of nightmare creatures. Yeah, yeah just all, all nightmare fuel. Yeah. And then, so tell us about the finish, because I really don't remember. Do they? Does anybody survive? Um, <clears throat> Marty and Dana go below, and then uh, the corporation starts sending like troops and guards after him so they release all the animal all the horror animals and all the monsters and they attack like all the soldiers and all the employees and just start murdering everybody in the building it's a bloodbath it's a bloodbath yeah it's a cool scene i remember that is that is a great scene and like hadley and citizen die like hadley gets eaten by a merman because the whole movie he's talking about he wanted to see like the merman i just want to see the merman i thought that would be a cooler aspect and he actually gets <laughs> killed by one nice. and then citizen goes below into like the ancient altar vault like down below like where all the blood like statue altar things are and like he gets stabbed by dana because that's where dana and marty sneak down is they find their way down there and they run into Citizen, stab him, and he's like, "Just kill him, please," because the ritual is like all the all four teens need to die, and the virgin doesn't have to die, but she can. She just has to be like put through hell. Yeah, classic horror. The virgin can survive, or everyone can die, but the virgin has to be the last one standing. But as long as Marty was alive, like the ancient ones were going to rise again and there'd be like hell on earth, like another, like a second apocalypse. And that's why this organization is trying to like keep this from happening. Okay. But you, you find out, yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver shows up as like the weird head lady and like she fights with Marty and then she gets killed by like one of the redneck zombies make it all the way down into the basement. And, like, kills Sigourney Weaver, and Marty kills both of them, like, kicking them off. And then Dana, who was, like, attacked by a werewolf, is just bleeding out. And her and Marty just kind of sit there and witness, like, the end of the world. And then you see, like, a giant hand. Because, like, there's earthquakes going on the whole time. Oh, yeah. You hear shit start to hit the fan up on on, uh, the surface of Earth. And then you just... Yeah, you see, like, an outside shot of the cabin and the earth, and all of a sudden, like, a gigantic hand shoots from the earth. It's like a bulk. It looks kind of, like, glowing and black. Like, it's, I don't know, just A an demon ancient. hand. A uh, god's demon hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like a magma hand. Like a lava hand. Yeah. Yeah. You should have heard uh, uh, Crazy talking about the hand. I, I specifically remember having a conversation with Crazy <laughs> Love the hand, dude. The hand at the end is what got me. He's like, yeah. I want to see what these ancient ones look like. And then, whoa! Yeah, yeah, it fucking blew his mind. 
And yeah, the hand just smashes and cut to black. The earth is dead. We're dead. Yeah. The viewers are dead. So I, I, I highly recommend this one for any horror fan. I, I really like this movie. I've seen it a lot. And I think this is one, it was like one of the last horror movies I saw in theaters back when I used to go see horror a lot more. And I didn't, I remember not seeing like the trailer and I was like surprised with the reveal midway through that it's like, well, they kind of reveal it at the beginning, but that it's like all a rich, it's all workers. It's like the Truman show, but with horror. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah, I don't remember seeing the trailers cause the trailers kind of give it away too. But yeah, I was like really surprised when I saw it. And then, yeah, I was like rewatching it every couple of years. Yeah. It's a good one. What'd you think of it, Jeff? No, I wanted to ask Bork about this. What was with the, uh, uh, you, you had, um, the corporate guys kept, kept referring to the Japanese. <laughs> uh, you find out that America is not the only country that does this, just to ensure safety. Like, every country does it. And so, like, Sweden, Stockholm, Sweden is supposed to be, like, a reference to, like, the thing. Like, the Swedes handled, like, an alien that, you know, Kurt Russell's the thing. <laughs> and, like, uh, like in Buenos Aires, whenever, somewhere down Buenos south Aires. was, like, yeah, Buenos Aires was like King Kong, like some kind of giant ape monster. And like, I know uh, the Japanese was like a ring type, like haunting. Yeah, they, they showed one clip of a bunch of Japanese schoolgirls like summoning some sort of uh, ring type uh, demon spirit out of a book. And like, they just seemed like, I see the Japanese are right online like normal. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what, what, what are you guys <laughs> talking about? Because during the movie, you find out the last two countries to have an opportunity for uh, a sacrifice were Japan and America. And they're like, well, Japan has a perfect record, but America's number two. Like, we'll get it done. <laughs> and I love when Richard Jenkins, the Sitterson character, when the Japanese girls start healing the ghost and turn into a frog. Oh. And they and they beat the ghost, and he's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. fuck you. And he's like, he's like how at... hard is it to kill nine-year-olds? Yeah, and he's like pointing at all the little girls. He's like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, I love when you. adults tell children, like, to their face, like, fuck you, like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's comedy yeah. that never gets old. Jeff, were you, were you scared of the ring back in the day? When I first, yeah, the first it... couple times I saw it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, dude, when that came out, everybody was like, that is some scary shit. Like, you didn't want to watch any VHS tape for about uh, yeah. a year or two after the ring came out. Me and Samantha watched it recently, and it doesn't. It, I mean, it's still an okay movie. It doesn't exactly hold up. No, I, I, I can see that. I, I, the, I uh, feel like I saw it sometime in the last 10 years. I'm like, are you serious with this girl right now? Yeah. Yeah, did you watch the American one with Naomi Watts? Like, the. The American remake one, like the like the one that we're talking about. Yeah, the blonde lady. Yeah, I did like, like. They're yeah. all ma- they're all based like on Japanese movies, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're talking about the yeah Chinese yeah series. we're talking about like the one that yeah everybody saw yeah, in, the box. Saw in high school and freaked me the <laughs> hell out too. Oh yeah, yeah it's a I don't know we we watch a lot of like I just like this one because it's funny and it's just a different take. So I I like this movie. I'd probably. Let's see. What's your hot dog rating, Jeff? <clears throat> oh man. Well, first off, it's missing a wrestler, so I, I want to go with apple cider donuts. Okay. Instead of hot dogs. Okay. Just I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, 
Out of ten apple cider donuts sponsored by Tanners, I'm going to go six. Okay. Bork? Uh, I agree with Jeff. I didn't put this in my normal notebook. This is a non-wrestling movie. Yeah. But uh, I enjoy this one a lot, and it always makes me laugh. I'd say eight out of ten apple cider donuts sponsored yeah. by I was going to say, I think you're low, Jeff. I like this one. I'll I'll go, I'll meet in the middle, uh, and I will go seven apple cider donors. No, donuts. Excuse me, apple cider donuts. Uh, Thank you to Tanner's in uh, Spear, Illinois, I believe. Right, Jeff? Uh, I'd have to get Wolf on the horn to get an actual confirmation. I, I want to say it's actual uh, GPS confirmation. I just yeah. thought that was funny. Last time we went there, I was like, this is Spear? Like, I never knew that. Spear, Illinois? Yeah, Spear, Illinois. Yeah, only reason it's so low for me is because I was going in expecting like a full-on scary horror where I'd have to cover my eyes at least once. <laughs> yeah. And then it said comedy horror on the on the preview, so I'm like, okay, I'll get some chuckles. But I was expecting more of a comedy and more of a horror, and it just it it met in the middle beautifully. Yeah. But I wanted more of both aspects, so that's why I'm going only six. Okay. And the, the lack of Stone Cold or someone cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> the lack, yeah, yeah. It could have used the Stone Cold, honestly. Well, supposedly the talk <clears throat> on Netflix is CM Punk is the new horror actor or whatever. Like that just kept popping up. I was like, what is this movie? What's really? Like- it, it's that, already, that girl on the third floor it's like a Netflix movie oh is it's it, like a it movie. it's already out yeah have you seen it it's, no it's streaming now on ba-bum yep on the, on the flicks god damn we blew it we should have done that one oh well another maybe time maybe next year yeah maybe next year who knows yeah we'll see how that one ages all right, Bork. Well, thanks for coming on, brother. We got to keep it moving because we are over time. We got to do our predictions here. Sorry to gas bag, boys. Thanks oh, for no, having no, me. It was, no, it was good. Choice. It was a great choice. I loved it. All right, we'll, we'll do it. be back soon, Bork. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. Happy Halloween, boys. All right, later. Later. And you will cry like a bitch. Yeah, I'll use them miles down. Yeah, cry like a bitch. Oh, I can't believe you have to work with that type of music. Oh, I don't. We don't all. We don't a lot actually at all. We usually uh, play our own music. But the thing is, like when you're working with a bunch of people, like if a guy's already in an area and you come over there, like you just can't put your music on because then there's a conflict. You know, there's two. Uh, yeah. There's two musics going that are too close, and that just drives me nuts. I'd rather listen to shitty music than two versions. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I have a similar thing. When the night crew comes in at Supers, there's a bakery guy, and the bakery's right next to Produce, and he's just an old Mexican guy, but he just blasts the old rock, and one of these nights, I just want to be like, dude, could you turn that off? I got a headache, and I fucking hate the Eagles, because it's literally the Eagles. I'm like, I'm not in the mood for this old white man shit. (laughs) Yeah, I love love when a guy will just, just yell at you the band members. Yeah, I love that. I was I was working near this guy and he was listening to Zeppelin and all of a sudden he's just like looks at me and he's like rocking out. He's like he's like Jimmy Page on the guitar and I'm like yeah and he's like <laughs> and he's like John, he's like John Bonham on the drums. I'm like is this a movie? Like I feel like I'm in a movie. Like yeah, I know John Bonham's on the drums. Okay, Jesus Christ.
How long has Ben been around? I know who they are. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Not uh, telling me any new information. John Bottom on the drums. All right. Uh, so Jeff, we this is the official Boom DDT uh, Hell in the Cell kickoff show. Absolutely. And, and, Where, where's uh, our little timer in the bottom right corner? Yeah, and we got to make our predictions here. We got to get this. We, we got to get this uh, thing out to the masses. Uh, keep the audience up to date. Uh, overall, Eric is spreading out his lead. He is plus five in picks. Uh, he's currently picking at a 63% clip while your boy Jeffrey is at a 61% clip but Eric is plus 5 in picks and so I need to turn it around here this fall starting with Hell in a Cell yeah and this would be a hard one to catch up because we only have 6 matches on the card oh mercy uh, let's start with the pre-show here R-Truth versus Drew Gulak for uh, the 24-7 title uh, I why why is like Drew Gulak's pretty good? Why the hell is he in this position? It's odd. I mean Arch him. Yeah, I mean and uh, no disrespect to R Truth, he's good too. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this is R Truth's niche for yeah. being the old vet and Yeah, to keep Gulak and Akira Tozawa down there. I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with R Truth retaining here. So it's an actual match. I get yeah. It says single match, singles match. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I mean, there'll be so much shenanigans. How do you even predict this? Yeah, no. That's why I say like I know Truth's gonna come out the evening with the title, but I think Gulak's gonna win it during the match. Well, let's make let's make it a let's define that. So we'll say we'll predict who leaves. Who's the 24-7 champion when Hell in the Cell closes the show? Okay, I'll go with Truth. Alright, I'll go Truth as well. Because, yeah, we both know that the title could change hands like four times. Yeah. So who knows how to how to say that, but we'll go that way. Uh, next, let's go with just another singles match. Jeff Hardy versus Elias. <sighs> Just a straight match? Straight match. Who you got there? Oh, man. Now, Jeff shredded. But Elias, man, he's coming back and he's looking swole. <laughs> I hate going against my boy Hardy. And the, I still don't think the Swantons are going to stop, but I'm going Elias. Okay. Um, Elias just got back. Jeff Hardy stood tall on uh, Friday? Uh, yeah, he did the axe swing and kind of just ended the concert with the axe swing. That fizzled out. Swing. Um, I'll go Jeff Hardy. There you go. All right. His face paint's getting better and better by the day. He's, turning, he's slowly turning into Sting with his face paint. Yeah. It is so complex. Yeah. It is, it is cool. Yeah, big ups to that. Whoever the makeup artist is for Jeff Ar- or artists, he probably Jeff Hardy. he might do it himself. Face. Oh, I, I got a. I don't know. I don't. Oh no, there you are. He, he probably does it himself. Yeah, we're getting a little connection issue. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I think Jeff Hardy does his own makeup. Oh really? 
I think it's customary to do your own in the wrestling business. I guess that makes sense. I've definitely seen Goldust do his own for sure. Yeah. But that could be just an old school thing that people don't do. Any- I don't know, but it looks like he does. I think he does it himself. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's go. Well, the only other match that's not in the Hell in the Cell, let's go Otis versus The Miz. Singles match for the Money in the Bank contract. For the briefcase, Eric. <clears throat> this is a tough call for me. Uh, but I think you're right, and I think I'm going to go with The Miz wins this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see any reason for us to have this briefcase. I, I think Miz might do some dirty to get there. He might not win clean, but I, I'm, I'm also going Miz. Yeah, he's going to have John Morrison there, so it'll probably be dirty. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go to the Hell in the Cells. Let's go Bailey versus Sasha first. Now, all, th- all three of these Cell matches are interesting, Eric. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're they're none of them are slouches. This one's for the uh, SmackDown Women's title. Yep, and uh, Bailey was forced into uh, signing the contract, which I don't think is legal. <laughs> as far as contracts go, you can't be coerced into signing a contract yeah, like that. Physically threatened. <laughs> it's wrestling, and here we are. Yeah, it's wrestling, baby. Um. Is it my pick? Yeah, your pick. This is a tough one. I, I, I gotta go uh, with my backup girl, Bailey. Man, this is a tough one here. It, it is a tough one, but I've been in the Bailey camp for a while. Okay. I'm trying to think what could happen. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, I don't know. Does, does he want to chase? Where do we go from here? I'll go Sasha. Title change. Ooh. You could be right there. I'm gonna all, go... the, all these cell matches are toss-ups. I love it. Yeah. That's how a cell match should be. They're tight. Uh, next we got D-Mac, Randy Orton. Hell in the Cell match as well. This one for the WWE Championship. Current champion D-Mac. And like I, like I alluded to earlier, I'm going with Orton for the steal. I think Orton's going to be whatever, 13-time champ or whatever he is. I think it's time. I, I don't, Not necessarily, I don't know. I like Drew Mac. I like D-Mac as the champion. But I don't know how Randy Orton just keeps losing. But I guess he could. But I will go Randy Orton officially. I went Orton last pay-per-view. Win against my better judgment of D-Mac 2020 to go Orton last pay-per-view. And he let me fall on my face. Let me down. Let, let his boys down. Uh, and it's almost election season, Eric, so DMAC 2020. Okay. Stick with it. Okay. Uh, it, that's, a, that's a hard one for me. Uh, and then you have what will probably be your main event. Uh, Roman Reigns, current champion, versus Jey Uso. It's a Hell in the Cell I Quit match. Not just a regular Cell match. I Quit match. The theater. Yes, for the uh, Universal title. If Jey Uso loses, him and his brother Jimmy, along with their entire family, immediate families, are exiled from the, uh, however you pronounce their name. No, oh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I can't remember. I don't know why they don't ever say it. It's weird. They're probably scared. 
Yeah. No, I mean Roman in them. Oh yeah. Maybe it's too. It's not kayfabe because his last yeah, name. Yeah, because you got Uso and Reigns. So I mean. Yeah. It won't be the Reigns family. It won't be the Uso family. It'd be whatever their actual last name is. So it's kind of like, sad and weird. It's A N O A I. And I don't know how they would say that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's that's the consequences. Uh, it's an I quit Hell in the Cell, which I'm excited about. Uh, who you got? So let me be clear. Like, if Roman loses, what? He, he'll he'll no, he said he'll no longer be he, the tribal chief. He'll he's no, no longer tribal chief. That's what he said. So Jay will be tribal chief. I guess so. He'll be the champion and the tribal chief. And Roman's gonna be at the at the side of the table. Yeah, welcoming Jay with open arms as the tribal chief and the provider of food for the family. Yes. I don't see. First off, side bet, uh, not for the standings. But do you see anyone actually quitting? No. Or are we gonna have a schmaz? I think it's a schmaz. I also think it's a schmaz. So I don't really know how to predict this one. The last time we had Jimmy thrown in the towel, so they already did that schmoz. Yeah. But I mean, you, you, the big dog is just too damn powerful. I gotta go with the, I gotta go with the tribal chief, Eric. I love Jay and I love the theater. Yeah. I'm a theater boy. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm gonna get my raisinets and my whoppers tonight. Hell yeah! At work, just for this theater that I'm about to see at end of hell to sell. Oh yeah, we're thinking about ordering a Pizza Hut. Oh, absolutely! That is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Sponsored uh, by Pizza Hut. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm putting me down for Reigns as well, but I, I'm with you. I don't really know. I mean, they could do another one where the referee calls it off. I mean, it wouldn't really hurt the storyline. Something gruesome, you know. Or some... And I quit Hell in a Cell match being called by the ref. I mean, it's... So the ball's on that ref. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But remember, I mean, it's stupid as hell. Remember they did it with The Fiend and Seth Rollins. Was that an I quit Hell in a Cell match? No, but remember the the ref threw in the towel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and we yeah, did... They'll, they'll do that. They'll claim to be a sport from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, this is for their safety. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, AEW had a horrible moment this week, and I meant to look it up, but I didn't. But apparently, like, a guy got totally bla- like totally blasted, and he was totally unconscious, and the- nobody did anything. Like, they-, they, like, rolled him to the edge of the ring, and he-, he, laid- he laid there unconscious for, like, a long time. Like, a- like it-, it was a Like, lot. during a match? Yeah. Yeah. It was like just like oh he's he's he just faded over there. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of bad PR, man. Because then they even like he was inclu- supposed to be part of the finish, so like when he did come to, they oh, they fucking bulldogged his ass, and like oh, he could barely stand, and like it looked bad as sh- bad, real bad. Apparently, so it's not all. It's not all uh, funny little gimmicks and shit that Jericho's doing over at AEW. There's a downside to shittery. Yeah, a little sloppy action in the ring. But accidents happen, but but you got to know how to deal with it. 
you gotta somebody's gotta pull him out of the ring and have the ref talk to him or something. Like you don't just slide him over his dead ass over there and then well, you got so many spots you have to hit in <laughs> AEW that it's just one after another. You don't have time to shoo him out of the ring. Yeah. Just kick him to the side and continue <laughs> on with your spot fest, boys. Yeah. All right, well, that's it, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Enjoy- Eric, if I don't talk to you before, have a fucking happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween, Jeff, and happy Halloween to everyone out there. Check out the... Uh, Cabin in the Woods, available for on free. Netflix. For free on Netflix. It's a hell of a film to celebrate the holiday. And everybody enjoy Hell in the Cell. And, oh, I'm, yeah. and I might be taking a week off, Jeff, because I don't know. I don't think I can do this on vacation. Uh, okay. Well, so, well, we'll see what we can do then. Yeah. You might have to call in uh, the filthy casual wolf, or maybe Bork, oh, yeah. maybe Bork could do one with you or something. Somebody out in Denver. We'll see if we can get creative out here. Yeah. So enjoy Hell in the Cell, everyone. That was the official kickoff show. Fuck Peter Rosenberg and them clowns on the network. Nobody's watching that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't understand. Start calling in. Now I don't don't understand. Good. Okay. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.